Welcome to the Nifty Podcast, presented by Partyfish Media, a showcase of the best emerging filmmakers under the age of 25 from all around the world. Film starts here at Nifty 2019 from Seattle, Washington. My name is Kevin Connor, and I'm one of the uh, programmers at this year's festival. And like always, we have uh, here in the studio some filmmakers from a uh, film, a closing night film, at this year's festival. Can we go around the table, introduce yourself, uh, the name of your film first, your name, and then your role in the film? Hi, my name is Marissa Kelly, and I am one of the directors and the producer of Winter of Peace. My name is Taylor Killifer. I'm the other co-director and associate producer of Winter of Peace. Um, hi, I'm Claire Imler, and I was the cinematographer and editor for Winter of Peace. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Marissa, do you want to kind of give us some context about Winter of Peace, if any of the listeners here uh, haven't been able to catch it yet? Yeah, totally. So our short doc is about a young spoken word artist. Um, she lives in Australia, and she's part of the Sikh community, and she's dealing with kind of her qualms with her traditions and her family um, and kind of expressing that through her art and spoken word. Yeah. Um, um, my first reaction when watching the film, and hopefully, uh, I think hopefully a good place to start is just how you found out about um, this protagonist, uh, this person that the, the the doc centers around, and then how you went about kind of capturing that story. Totally, this was um, part of a school program actually where we were researching Sikh people doing really cool things in their community and respective countries. So we actually just Googled Sikhs in Australia. Yeah. And um, we found this amazing young girl who was on Australia's Got Talent sharing uh -huh. her spoken word. And that's what we found out about her. Yeah, she was really popular on Australia's Got Talent, which was really unique because usually those shows just have, you know, like singers typically. So we thought that was really interesting. And we loved her. Um, well, at least our team really cares about social justice. So her, all of her art has to do with kind of promoting religious acceptance and just kind of dealing with like not feeling like you really fit in and having a lot of questions about your identity. So we thought that would really resonate with a lot of people. So we kind of just chose her because we um, identified ourselves and with a lot of her themes and stories. That's great. Um, I, uh, I'm taken by the first time in the film when uh, she performs one of her one of her performances, one of her pieces, is something that you know is immediately arresting. Um, definitely in the film, I'm sure, even live with it, like Australia's Got Talent. Um, that being the gateway to her story, it, it's kind of less about the actual pieces and more about the response to that. Can you talk a little bit ab about kind of framing the the short around that? Yeah, totally. Um, such a big part was the fact that she was not getting support from her Sikh community because she was sharing kind of her issues that she was having with her family or her traditions um, that just felt kind of antiquated to her. So while she had the support of the Australian community, she was not seeing the same thing from um, not necessarily her immediate family, but Sikh men specifically online just harassing her, um, which we thought was really fascinating to hone in on. And, and there's a quote, I believe, in, in the film where she talks about like her experience with Sikh men and, and saying, at, at, on one hand, she is generalizing a whole population. The other, this is her experience day after day. Um, I'm curious, when, when you went into the project, at what point did you kind of focus on kind of that response from the Sikh community? As it sounds like maybe when you were Googling or finding her, uh, it was more about the pieces. And then can you talk a little bit about, about you know, honing in on that specifically and then diving right in? 
Yeah, I think when we arrived, we had this idea of what the story was going to be. And it was going to be about this awesome, um, energetic woman who is outspoken and trying to just deconstruct any um, preconceived notions people had about Sikhs or just um, women in general. And then when we got there, we actually got to talk to her face to face for the first time. And we realized that the story was just so much deeper than that and more personal and just had to deal more a lot with um, her relationships with different people in the community and outside and within herself as well. So we ha actually kind of completely changed what we were making our story about on the fly. And um, Claire can probably talk about that more, but we had a meeting right after our first um, interaction with her and we were like oh no we, we completely have to change our project mm -hmm. and just having to kind of deal with that and accept that this is going to completely go in a different direction that's okay yeah I think like definitely it was just like completely different direction like we came in with like an overarching like picture I think of it but like Taylor said it was so much deeper um, right after we did our first interview so then like we scheduled even more interviews um, so in a way we had so much just like different footage and we were like how are we gonna put this together so it was a lot in like the editing after we were like what is this story um, and we just dove in a lot deeper um, of what she was actually like feeling rather than seeing like a very confident girl we thought and I think that's how we kind of start the film you see like oh wow she's very outspoken she seems very confident but then we like dive in even deeper I think to her insecurities and that she actually is just like very confused and trying to find her place in this world um, so yeah it was just a lot of in the editing to find how we wanted to tell this story and on the spot shooting we were like let's just get as much as we can and we'll figure it out yeah <laughs> there's a dynamic here definitely with the, the Sikh community interacting with her you know via like comments on Facebook and mm -hmm. and her experiences there's also a dynamic here with with her family and they're one of the more powerful moments of the film for me watching it was when um, she's talking about that she doesn't know what her parents really think of her or, mm -hmm. or what she does and uh, a little while after that you you cut to an interview um, with I believe her mother mm -hmm. um, talking and giving this kind of um, really great answer that seems almost in direct response to that. Can, can you talk a little bit about um, finding those moments and whether that was something that you went from from Sukjit um, saying that line and then going to the mom, uh, the mother, or if that is something that you just found in, in the edit? Because it, it, for me, it was one of the, the, the top points of the film. Um, yeah, I think that was definitely something found in the edit because so actually all the stuff with her family and her mom was shot. So they live in Perth, but we were in Melbourne and through the program we didn't have like the funds to go to Perth. So somebody else did those interviews like we had guidelines and everything. Yeah. Um, but so all that footage to us was a surprise when we got it. So that was like in the editing room seeing that and then knowing that we had that other um part of Sukji talking about not knowing what her parents think of her so like that was just like we found it in the ending room I think we were very like surprised and like it was just great thing like it came together and worked so well together yeah it really it really hit it off there um, this film is playing in our closing night which um, this year is centered around generation now uh, Sukji I believe it, at the time of filming was around 24 I believe <laughs> um, so she fits right in there um, I'm wondering at the end of that screening I know as we record it hasn't happened yet um, but at the end of that screening is there something in particular that you want the audience to be thinking about or at least feeling um, when the credits start rolling on this? 
I think for us, like such a big part of our connection to her was being right around that same age. Um, a lot of us were either right in the middle of our college career or about to end it. Um, so just kind of facing that uncertainty and unfacing like, or and facing what um, we had been taught our whole lives and maybe questioning all of that yeah. um, at this time, transitioning into a new part. So kind of finding solace in the fact that everyone is feeling that way and um, even just having a small outlet for it is super powerful. For sure. Do either of you have anything else to add on that on that note? Um, Marissa really uh, said it best, but I think something else that really resonated with me whenever I watch it mm -hmm. is just, I mean, there's plenty of themes that we touch on, but the one that I think really drives part of this film is that tension between like the older generation and the new ones and how it's just timeless. That's always a, a problem that we're going to have and like we're going to have it if we have kids with our kids. Um, and just how, you know, these things are timeless human problems and they're okay and we're always going to try to be fighting to progress and to do new things. Um, and then that to realize that, you know, this family does love each other, even if they don't show it the way that, you know, Sukjeet wants, perhaps, but um, that people do support one another too. In various ways, I think mm -hmm. that's really well said. And I, I love that idea of you uh, watching the film again and again. Um, I was wondering, Claire, I'm sure you've seen this uh, film a number of times by now, <laughs> yeah. uh, to say the least, I'm sure. Uh -huh. um, is, is when you watch it now, or you find yourself catching like a couple minutes of it, is there something that you notice now or is more resonant now than maybe when you first completed it? Yeah, for sure. Cause so this was complete about a year ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, and I like had actually not watched it in a while until like we got accepted into Nifty. I like, went back and it was just a whole different experience because watching it finished right after you've spent so many hours on it, it's like not the same effect as like watching it with a little bit like of time in between. Um, and yeah, I just think I just like really realized like wow, there's so many themes and like I think one that was stood out the most for me was her being like a first generation Australian. I'm like first generation American. So it was just interesting seeing like how she was saying she doesn't feel like there or here um, between the two. I've like kind of seen that and just like seen that there's so many different themes that you can relate to um, within the film was very interesting to see after having some time away from it. Definitely a lot of layers. The, the generational thing you're just talking about, mm -hmm. those, I think they all come through um, and, and really allow you to latch on to them. Mm -hmm. um, there's a quote that she, she says early in the film that I think is, is a good way to kind of step back and talk about you know, filmmaking in an overarching way. Um, she talks about the pieces that she writes is her deciding to use art as a way for people to listen. Um, mm -hmm. I'm wondering if any of you, you know, see that in the same way and if you feel like you've employed that and if so how um yeah I think for sure like we got to make a film about spoken word artists like using her art to say something while we were using our art of filmmaking to say something as well so um yeah I definitely think like filmmaking for me and I think all of us is just a way to like tell stories we want to tell and like share things we want other people to like know and listen and that's like our art to tell it through so that's why I think art is such a special unique thing is that we can tell others so much through it. Mm -hmm. And I think that her story wouldn't resonate as well if it weren't told through documentary if, it, if this were a narrative or scripted um, I think there's something really special in documentary and how you know you just really capture someone's life and that's what we try to do is just like 
go in and be a fly on the wall, essentially. We didn't want to, you know, facilitate any major, I guess, manipulations of, like, her story or anything like that. We wanted to just say, um, or just kind of pick things that we saw from her that maybe she doesn't even see for herself, though, um, and, you know, kind of tell her story in ways that we were touched by, like, meeting her. Um, And just this world has so many crazy, amazing stories that I think they're most powerful um, when they're told being truthful through documentary rather than... Mm -hmm. um, changed or um, kind of dramatized through narrative. And I think what's particularly interesting is when she first is on screen, uh, she almost bowls you over with the enthusiasm and kind of like how charming she is. And it's almost not even during the pieces that she writes, the spoken word aspect. It's just in those interviews, she's talking directly to the camera or just to the side. It, it's definitely you know something that engages the viewer and kind of gives it an X factor, I think, overall. Um, I'm curious about, clearly all three of you had such a hand in shaping this film. I'm curious about the collaborative effort on that. You know, I realized that you had to go to a different country. Uh, You had to have um, a different crew shoot some of the interviews based on budget. And I'm I'm curious about collaborating in general and then also what you might have learned in this collaboration specifically that you might not have known beforehand. The interesting part about this project is that we were also um, split working on a different project during our time in Australia. So some of our other crew members, that not the key crew members, but um, just all the people who were supporting us were part of that other group who were key crew members on the other film. Um, so that was an interesting point of collaboration mm-hmm. because we kind of took the lead on this one, they were taking the lead on that one. Um, so kind of figuring out how to split that and also craft two different stories at one time um, was a very interesting challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think what really, one thing that really, really helped our crew was um, even if we were split during the day, we tried to come back together to the same place at night and just talk about what we got or just the key moments that we remembered. So I think that really helped us because Mm -hmm. half the crew wasn't there and us just trying to communicate to them what we really gleaned that day helped us figure out oh like these are the important moments or this is really great for her story or this one doesn't really matter it's a great side story but this isn't her story necessarily um so I think having having that kind of um split crew was really helpful but overall I think everyone had just like a different I guess just like viewpoint or different experiences so um coming together to actually talk about it, people got really different things. They would have a different opinion on the exact same, you know, quote or something. And so it really helped us figure out what was really going to be the best um, and clearest way to communicate what we wanted to. Yeah, I mean, just echoing what they just said, I think like working on projects like this, it just reinforces how important collaboration is in film. Mm-hmm. And like, I think doing it alone would be so hard um so yeah it was great having just like all the different perspectives being there to help us decide what we should do next what we should reshoot what we should get and just help us along the way yeah it'd fully be a different film without everyone absolutely Mm -hmm. that's special um 
I think you mentioned earlier that it's been, what was it, about a year since you mm -hmm. completed it? Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of perspective there. I was wondering if we could go around and talk about where this film in particular is in your, your careers or your work, you know, whether it is the beginning of, of documentaries for may, maybe one or some of you, whether it's in the middle, and how that has shaped where you might go next. Yeah, definitely. Um, this film was super special to me because it is the biggest thing that I can own from my film school experience and say that like I had a big hand in this um, and I got to collaborate with such a small group of peers on it. And I think it's definitely the beginning of a career somewhere. <laughs> um, I think that's like, I mean, similar to Sukhjit, I'm like kind of at that point now where I'm excited about art and I love so many different things and I feel like I have so many different identities that um, it's hard to pick one, but I love documentaries and like Taylor said, being able to like explore real stories and um, really help share like an authentic experience of someone, um, whether that's through documentaries or through a nonprofit or just companies helping lift people up. Um, I'd certainly love to be in the creative aspect of any of those. Definitely. For me, this documentary was really special because um, I was a TV major, so focused on narrative, and this was my first kind of delving into um, the non-scripted, so I didn't really know what to think about it going in. I was excited to try it, um, but coming out of it, I fell in love with documentary. I was like, this is so much fun. I loved kind of how the post-like -pro process went, where instead of crafting the narrative in pre-production, you did it post. It was like a puzzle piece. Um, and I thought that was incredible and very fun. So I actually, so I finished this in my senior year and now I've graduated and I thought previously I was gonna be a producer, do narrative stuff, but now I'm actually um, working at a company and um, hoping to be just in the, the documentary area. Wow. So it actually did kind of change my career. That's fantastic, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, and what's great too is that Documentary Now is so powerful mm. and it's used as kind of like a vehicle to do other narrative stuff as well. So it's not like I have to choose one or the other as well. It's yeah, a great time to be in docs. You're not confined <laughs> to one. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so this project, this was actually my third documentary I got to make internationally. Mm -hmm. um, and again, just like reinforce that that's like really what I love to do. I think I'm just so always inspired by real people and real stories. And I also love um, traveling and just exploring like new places in the world and experiencing new cultures. and. Um, so like being able to combine that with film and just telling stories on like important social issues and social justice um, is really what I want to keep doing. So hopefully we get to do more. <laughs> we hope to see it. Um, I, has Sujit been able to, has she seen the film and do you know her reaction to it? She did. Okay. She, yeah. <laughs> she was, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she really liked it. She was really excited that yeah. um, we could tie her family so much into it. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, she was, I don't know if she mentioned it in the film, but she definitely did when we were filming this. Mm -hmm. She had been working on this show that she um, was kind of trying to translate all of this into. Um, and it's a spoken word play, like, yeah. kind of thing. And that just opened recently. So I was able to talk to her a little bit um, oh, and wow. congratulate her on that, mm -hmm. which was really mm -hmm. cool. It's yeah. called Fully Seek. Yeah. yeah. Fully Seek? Fully yeah. Seek, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> similar themes. Um, but she was able to tie everything in into a, a stage play, which is cool. That, that sounds really <laughs> enticing. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Taking a, a step back, this is playing a closing night at Nifty, like we, like I said earlier, and 
Um, I know that, that Claire, you've been to Nifty before, and I believe mm-hmm. everyone else here, it's their first time. A lot of the people who listen to this podcast are people that, you know, are hoping to go to Nifty or, you know, haven't been before. Is there a way that you could talk about what you get out of Nifty every time you come and also how to take advantage if it's your first time here? Yeah, I mean, Nifty offers so much. I remember my first time coming, I was a junior in high school, and now I'm a junior um, in college, and I've been here every every year since, and it's just been, like, the most amazing experience. I think one of the biggest things is that everybody's so eager and energetic and wants to meet you and, like, the networking um I remember my first time, like, I was still young. I was like, oh, business cards, that's a thing. But, like, I remember so many people were like, do you have a card? So <laughs> that's one thing. If it's your first time, bring cards. Um, but, it's yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just I've met so many incredible people and, like, have actually gotten, like, people who have reached out to me to collaborate on different projects. Um, so it's not like I've been to a lot of festivals where you just come, you see your film, maybe talk to one or two people when you leave, but this one, it's like a whole weekend is so immersive and there's so much they offer with panels, um, networking events, and the people are just so nice and so passionate and so talented. Um, So yeah, it's just a great place to meet people and make connections and keep making films with all the people you meet. It's great to hear, and I hope I hope everyone takes advantage of, <laughs> of that. Um, moving forward, um, you know, wrapping it up here, uh, can we go around and talk about where people can find your work, uh, what you might be working on immediately next, if you've filmed or made something since this film, um, and where people can find you on the, the internet or social media? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm graduating this semester, so I've kind of taken the last semester to just, like, be at school and kind of focus on the classes that I've wanted to take, but um, this episode will be premiering at the same time or around the same time as our online premiere of the film, so it should be on Vimeo soon, Um, and my Instagram is my name, Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-A, two underscores, Kelly. Awesome. I just graduated, so I finished, like, since this documentary, um, I finished my thesis, Uh, in TV so at my school what we do is we create um, three episodes um, for the TV major so those will be on Vimeo soon they're doing their festival circuit so they're not available yet but I'll let you know Um, and then besides that I'm writing a pilot okay but I don't know where you could read that. <laughs> one day. We'll, we'll see it on the screen one yeah. day. There yeah. you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, but you can find me on Instagram, Taylor, spelled the normal way, Killinum, K-I-L-L-E-N-E-M. Um, and so I'm still junior in college. So right now, next semester, I am shooting my junior film. So that's a 10-page screenplay. So getting ready for that, um, making my thesis next year. But yeah, mainly focusing on that film and just doing a lot of small projects on the side. Um, my website is claireimlervisuals.com. And then you can find Instagram and everything on there. <laughs> Check it out. Um, we want to thank you again for being here, for letting us screen Winter of Peace. Uh, we're so excited to have it in the closing night and to have an audience see it, a packed house, hopefully, uh, and kind of 
get immersed in that. Uh, we want to thank everyone listening uh, for listening. Um, for more information on Nifty 2019, the talented youth, and more emerging filmmakers, check out nifty.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter at NFFTY or at Instagram at Nifty Film. For more podcasts from Partyfish Media, search Partyfish Media wherever you listen to podcasts or follow us on social media at Partyfish Media. Fish Media.